the F1 pod on Off The Ball. Surprised by the comments from the FIA that they want more teams and less races. Over the last few years, all we've done is add races. So that less race comment in particular is an interesting Listen to one. the F1 pod on Off The Ball for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Off The Ball Breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. And you can hear much more of that conversation with Nathan and Kevin Caban if you head along to offtheball.com forward slash join and sign up to be a member today. Coming up on 10 to 9, Mick Bone, the Dublin Senior Football Manager, is with us in studio. Morning, Mick. Good morning to you, gentlemen. We were just shooting the breeze in the uh, Kevin Caban chat there and uh, you were in France. I was, yeah. How was that? Uh, thoroughly enjoyable for the for the South African game, obviously, but um, there last weekend, a little bit different, uh, obviously, we weren't involved, but a huge amount of Irish still travelled. Obviously, the packages were in place, mm-hmm. but uh, disappointment. And, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think Danny Sexton's statement during the week made made sense to me. Like, you know, they lost, but they won. Like, the amount of pride they brought to a nation was, I thought it was huge, you know. And the opportunity to dream for us all. Like, I mean, we all kind of believed that this was a, an unbelievable opportunity. And, you know, probably that one game was the difference between been in a quarter final and been in a final it's a great line I can see a lot of coaches Mm, using that down the the track yeah fabulous fabulous and it sums it up yeah Yeah. can you you switch off watching rugby or are you watching it from a a coaching perspective and picking up little tips and tricks yeah I I, I enjoy going to I enjoy going to other games and just seeing like I mean a couple of weekends back we were over in Glasgow my little ones soccer team we were over uh, Celtic were playing Kilmarnock and like that and you're just watching different things around the edges and I do enjoy that because you're, you you know you're, you're not invested so therefore you can see it a little bit more clearly but obviously when from an Irish perspective you know emotions are a little bit different on a day like that yeah but I thoroughly enjoy it yeah. mm. are you a lot of people are looking at Andy Farrell's methods and the coaching team and like he's Seems like sort of one of the lads. It's like they talk to him, but like Faz is doing this and Faz is doing that. Are you looking at that dynamic and thinking there's something I could take out of that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, for, I, I'm obviously I I don't know the the intricacies of his management team, uh, but he seems to be um, very inclusive. Um, he's definitely created uh, a family atmosphere around the group. And I mean, the pun with family, and obviously including the families on the on the trip. But there's an awful lot of people distance people from outside the camp. You know what I mean? That you know, there's a shut off point. You can't come to train. You can't be part of the group. Meetings are held. You can't have that distractions. And then he went the opposite way. He included them. He made. But there's a really interesting point on that because we did this a couple of years ago with our group. You know the whole um, study behind why do they play? Why do they give in the errors that they do? Why do they, I mean, the words, a lot of people say there's no sacrifice, that it's a privilege, but there is a sacrifice. Like, because ultimately, no, it's a sacrifice that's worthwhile, but ultimately there's no such thing as going out on a Friday night. There's no such thing as weddings. There's, Mm. you know, all these things are during the season. They're just off limits because you may attend but you're not really there because you've something the following day. There's always something, all right? But the, the bottom line is we did a study with our group and why do they do it? Why why are they doing all of this? And the number one reason is family. That really? is the number, number one reason. Mm. And if you look at that, so girls, boys, it's no different. Like, I mean, they all come out of the same household. So he's obviously, he's dived into that and saying, well, if the number one thing that makes his troop tick 
are, are their families. Well, I better include them. Mm. Can I ask you an unusual question, just as you say that, that I always hear that comment, and this is the cynic in me, so uh, bear with me, and I always think that it's sometimes used as an excuse for... The, the commitment that we'll talk about that you have to give, obviously, for the gig that you're in with Dublin, the commitment that the players have to give to reach the heights that they've reached, and obviously with professional athletes in the sense of the Irish team, like you're away from your family for long, long periods of time. Like it's not a good family decision to choose to become a high-level GEA player or coach or a professional athlete. It always feels to me like uh, I feel bad about all that stuff, and so I'll say I'm doing it for my family but is there what, what's your read on that is that a too too cynical view no that, that's that's a fair point because there is a selfishness in it selfishness that's there's, the there's no doubt about that there is a selfishness I mean like at the end of the day you know people come up to you at the end of the year and you say like are you, you you're either fair play to you you're going again the commitment of having whatever else and you're there front line and getting a slap on the back but somebody's covering for you mm. you know what I mean so Obviously, so that is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, you know what I mean? And even at the end of the day, you know, if you're lucky enough to be successful, whatever, as I did it for my family. And to, to be honest, no, you didn't, right? <laughs> but what from a player's perspective, it is different from a player's perspective because, like, and I, I, I'll give you an example. Mick Fitzsimons. Mick Fitzsimons' sister, Grania, was involved with us this year and I would have met the, uh, their parents on the present on the night of the All Ireland, and I was just I was talking about the immense pride that they must feel as a parent. So I, could, I, I mean, two siblings, two children to have won All Ireland medals Amazing. in the one household in in uh, in different gender sports, and I can only imagine. I haven't experienced that. I can only imagine the pride that they would have experienced. So for the player, there is definitely that you know, giving that sense of pride back to the household. I think from a managerial perspective, it isn't the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Okay>. Realistically, <laughs> you aren't getting... It's all sacrifice and... And that's, that's I don't... It, it, is for, it is for the people who cover. It, yeah. In my situation, yeah. my good lady, and the, they do miss out. Although I would, I would... I had this conversation with Jim Gavin recently. One of the things I would say that's different between our setup, and I think a lot of it is, although Andy Farrell has done it with the Irish teams, we, we haven't had a shutdown on families. We've, a lot of, even at the weekend, some of the uh, management team are stuck and the kids would come to train and now, like, we have a setup. They're obviously not involved in the middle of the session. They're not interfering with meetings or whatever, but they're present. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. That wouldn't have even been considered in the lad setup. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's, like, my view on that. Uh, because of the females are involved, they actually enjoy the kids around a little bit more. There is that little bit of nurture about a a girl that's a little bit different than a fella. And I can't imagine, I don't know, but I can't imagine the Irish set-up that the families are present in or around training to do with that. It's just after that the periods in the evening time or the the low time. I I presume that's what they do. Yeah. Well, I know in the previous uh, regime it was... As, as you've alluded to, correct. Yeah, was not a, do not do not step in. Yeah. And uh, just on in relation to that aspect, then we've run a on fairly regularly, and he's linked yeah, fairly listen. regularly with a lot of different gigs, so it comes up mm. pretty regularly as a point of conversation. But he will always say that any decision he's making about his future is made in tandem with the family. It feels like a very honest point that he makes, and it doesn't feel as if there's any other uh, motive behind it other than. 
that's a really important thing. You've obviously committed yourself to another year. Is that something that you will do? Is that something you need to do at that point and sit down and say, is this okay? Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm not quite sure this time went down too good. In fact, my kids were probably a bigger push on me returning. Um, and they've been, they've, I, I have a little one, my youngest is 10, and she, she actually loves coming and mm. I look in the back of the van sometimes and she'd be there and I'd be out you get mm-hmm. uh, but she would have had a big influence that's a fact really? and yeah absolutely because she and amazing going to training last night and she was asking when are we going back and when will I see the girls again and she does see them like a group of big sisters which is not it's kind of unique mm. and that was definitely a selling point in the home mm. when you're doing up the pros and cons <laughs> and um, the cons are beginning to weigh a bit that's, that's a heavy, that's a look, heavy weight at the end of the day I mean I, and I I do get a huge amount back out of it I mean like the reward of obviously seeing a team uh, play at a, a certain level or coaching coming to the fore all of that gives you a huge uh, buzz you wouldn't go back if you didn't get that um, but equally uh, the group themselves and the quality of people that are involved that make it worthwhile and I'm not just talking with the players the management group that I've been lucky enough to surround myself by a lot of them I would have worked with un- under the lads you know set up and we pull them in and those friendships are key because mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying away from the, the games if you're not enjoying the setup around it or the meetings or literally walking into a room with the people that you're sitting down with then it's very difficult to motivate yourself to go yeah. again yeah because yeah. the year before this the, the All-Ireland quarterfinal defeat to Donegal I know you'd said that you basically made your mind up to, to quit and walk away yeah like aside from the family reasons is it is it a case of even the rise of Meath you know the rise of Kerry as well did those factors come into it as well that you're thinking well Jesus we have there's a challenge here there are teams coming to Take the crown, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And just, uh, and uh, I'm not pulling you, but that that is part of our psyche. See the language you use there mm. to quit. Mm. Well, that's not what I saw it as. Yeah. I, 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 like, I mean, I know the city that we survive in. There is an expectancy. Mm. When when we hadn't achieved the the thought process in my head was. It's time for someone else to come in. It's time for fresh ideas. It's time for someone else to bring an impetus that I obviously have stopped bringing. That was the thought process in my head. Mm. It wasn't a situation, well, you guys aren't good enough. I'm walking away. That just wouldn't, it, that's not in my, in fact, and I'm I, I, like, I would be very like the first person I look at. I would have been, I beat myself up over that game for, I'd say, the good three months. So, like there's there there is that aspect to sport, and it's that's not always good. Like I mean, going into a dark place when it doesn't go well, and realistically, most teams it doesn't go well for. There's only mm. one winner, but that, that's something I've probably struggled with a little bit in sport. In that, you know, the the downs are really down. Mm. You know what I mean? And the highs are never as high as the down <laughs> gets mm. to. So after that period of time, it was definitely a, a sense of reflection of it's someone else's turn. Mm. And then it was a situation whereby, like we had a really honest meeting with the group and management and management in particular were frustrated that we hadn't given the best of ourselves. And then, what happens in that setup is, or the tendency is, if, if, if as head of the ship, if I stepped, it wouldn't be a matter of, well, the management team can continue on and someone else will put it. It would be a complete new broom because that's what tends to happen. Mm. And you lose an awful lot of good. Not everything was wrong. Like there was obviously some things wrong, but 
not everything was wrong. So the worry in that situation is that the whole thing gets thrown out and then you have three or four key players who don't have the appetite to start all over again. It's <laughs> like this year, I don't know what's happened with the likes of James McCarthy or Stephen Cluxton or Dean Rock or any of these guys. But I do know if Desi went, it would be a much easier decision, mm. you know. End yeah. of an era, yeah. Like the only way to get around it is to have some sort of planned, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Roll on. It's, yeah, like it, the, if somebody within the within succession your group, plan. Succession was the one yeah. I was looking for. Well, in fairness to John Costello in Dublin County Board, uh, like I do know that when Jim stepped down, essentially... The team was in place. Obviously, Desi brought in his own selectors, but everything else was in place around him. And I would see that, uh, you know, that's the template. Like, this, it's it, you see too many times, in particularly in Gaelic games, like, so a new manager comes in and everything else gets thrown away. But in that setup, there had to have been some good things that were working, right? But the tendency is, no, they bring in their people. And I'm not sure that's good because then all of a sudden you're starting from scratch all over again. And it's, it takes quite a lot to, to raise the boat. While if it's only small little things that you have to change around the edges, it's not as big a task. It's funny because um, now that you've signed on for an eighth season, this is a, probably a moot question. But you know, even in recent years, you would have been linked with different jobs. The Ross Common men seeing your job probably on a couple of occasions, certainly in the press. But when you do ultimately step aside from the from the Dublin role like is it a case of take a break step away from the game unwind or is a new challenge something that, that you genuinely would would think about so I spent uh, seven years with DCU eight years with DCU between Sigerson and Freshers and whatever else so obviously the connections Martin Con- Conroy was the secretary of the college at the time who was involved in Club Rossi and uh, there was I think there was eight or nine lads from Roscommon who came through the college and a lot of it was down to the connection of Martin been there. And obviously at that time, it was definitely a breeding ground for Dublin football, mm-hmm. right? Um, the college has seen has probably changed a little bit, even though I have a huge value on the Sigerson competition. So there was a lot of the Roscommon lads. So obviously I befriended some of them. So that was the connection between Roscommon and the minute your this job is up, your name is linked and sure without even a conversation it all of a sudden becomes factual, right? Which should we all we all know that, right? Um I spent a year with Claire mm. and uh, I spent a year with Claire uh, my father passed away and my best friend who I thought with for a long period of time who had moved to Clare and married a Clare woman, he passed away within four or five months. So the two lads within five months was kind of a mm. big blow. And uh I was involved with the dubs at the time and I my I just my heart was gone uh, for that period of time. I took a bit of time out fully in my own head intending to get back involved with Jim and um I, I don't know one thing led to another and I ended up meeting Colin Collins and something hit me that here was an opportunity to mark the two boys who had had a big influence in my life and uh it, 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 it wouldn't have been a, a popular thing to do, like to go from All Ireland champions, National League winners to Clare. But I, it was one of the things I reflect on my coaching career. I am so happy I did mm. it. And um, 
the, like a, a huge disparity in lots of ways and yet so many similarities in other ways um, playing in uh, Division 3 which we ended up uh, I mean one of the most memorable things I've ever been involved in won a Division 3 final against Kildare and Crow Park for coming from behind um, but the travel was huge mm. and uh, so like I, and I would have said this often that you know I think I was 45th or 46th training session and we hadn't had a dry night and you're driving the car west uh, into sheets of rain mm. and you hold the steering wheel different. Like, I mean, I remember having a strain in my neck for months after that year because you like when the, the weather's dry, you hold the steering wheel kind of, you know, lightly when the wind and the rain's coming, you're holding it forcefully <laughs> and three hours up and uh, well, whatever, five, six hours up and down the road, yeah. like it's some journey. So coming back to the, you know, what would you do? Like, I, I find genuinely find it really difficult to be involved in anything else other than a dumb team. And why did I do Well, I, that, I had a motivation that year with the Clare situation. Obviously, we've an affinity to, to Clare. But I, I look at other people who do it and I think, what motivates them? That like when you get you, when you get up and you go to a training session, it's like a little bit like teaching. You have to be full of energy. You have to put on a bit of an act at times because mm. you know you're you and you can't go in bad form. No matter even no what's going on in your life. I mean, you could come from mayhem in the house, but you have to go in yeah. a different. Uh, so to go up and down the country to different teams. I'd find that very difficult, I'd have to say. Mm. Now, uh, there's a million questions out of that. <laughs> We're going to have to have you back another time, mate, mm. to get into all of that. You've brought in a couple of lovely uh, bound books here, uh, coaching manuals. Tell I us did, about yeah. We put these together um, initially for the development squads, but then we used them, we decided to use them as a, a fundraiser for the group. So we've a, a modified games practice booklet and a skills challenge, a scorecard, a recording for, for the players themselves where they record and there's a lot of really good stuff finish. So who are so, these aimed at? Uh, coaches and players. One is particularly for the players because if you don't measure you can't you, you can't improve so that's the whole basis behind it and we would use these with the lads and the girls and whatever else. So essentially we have them up on Shopify and the uh, URL is mickbone.myshopify.com so people uh, we'll for people just for team. a little bit of insight that's completely different at you know at kind of the elite level we've we've just aimed at that so, so. It's, it's aimed at the top top of the game I, so the, the the answer to that is simple and 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 oftentimes I would do coaching course around the country and people would say to you I didn't you know that, that was uh, made so easy or whatever else and that's the game. Like, so essentially, whether it's under 10s or senior football, there's such a correlation between so many of the things. Like, mm. you're obviously going to speed it up. It's going to be done from a further distance. But the skills are always the skills. Yeah. And so that's what we've gone after. But there's a lot of key language and stuff, as I would often say to coaches, like the language in the game, a common language in any sport is so important. And that's what we've actually Put together, so essentially, one is the nuggets of the game, and then the other is a modified games booklet with stuff that we use live from the field. So this is the this is how Dublin won the All Ireland. Is that that's exactly <laughs> it? Right. Blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a fair bit of commonality from one group to another? I know you obviously, as you say, you haven't worked with a huge amount of others, but like our teams in the women's game tending to do things like is there a philosophy of training or of drills specific drills that are common do you think or well, well like I don't know how much of the game you'd watch but um, so 
and, and this is an awful lot got to do with coaching. Every coach has a philosophy. Like I see the game been played in a certain way and I, I love a free-flowing game of football. I, I'm a bit of a purist at heart. Mm. I do not like blanket defences. I do not like packed defences. I just, it's a little bit like going, watching last weekend, watching the South Africa-England game. Would I go and watch rugby if it was played like that? No, I wouldn't. I've no more interest in that, right? So the bottom line is I like to see an expansive game. And one of the things that I would be particularly proud of my group, because we put it to them, the game changed in the last few years in that obviously Mead brought quite a defensive style, as did Donegal. And in fairness to the group, they stayed true to their values in that, no, this is the way we're going to play. This is the way we, we play the game. And if we lose playing that way, so be it. We're going to stay true to our values. So I would see that, that like even in our training sessions, we do a much more kicking than probably yeah, a, lot, okay. a lot of teams would yeah. and f- for me they're the basics in the in the game when we started with the lads I, we would have had this conversation with Jim Gavin we looked at Kerry who were the purists you know mm. who were the best kickers of the game that made them the best catchers of the game mm. so if we're going to compete with them well, we better be better at kicking and catching than they are so all that has a knock-on effect and I suppose I've been lucky enough to come through that system with people who wanted to see the game played in a certain light. Yeah. Mm. I'm involved in under eight and under five teams so I was looking to see could I... That's uh, a present for you guys. Take it away. There you go. Good Christmas present as well. Absolutely. Thanks a million. That was really enlightening. I went off, as I said, in a load of different unplanned areas that I definitely feel we could come back to again at some point down the track. But um, thanks a million for coming in. We'll put the link up on our uh, social media feed so people can go. And the funds you're saying are going to... To the team. To the team, so for uh, for a good cause as well. Uh, McBone, thanks a million. Best of luck for the next year. You're welcome. Cheers, Okay, nice meeting you guys. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.